Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. What is happening? Welcome to Working Hours, an oral history podcast about a place called Leeds, a time called now, and an activity called work. Working Hours wants to record 1,000 loiners over the course of this, the most important decade in the history of the human species, and ask them about what they do all day and hear how they feel about it. My name is Simon, and this is all my fault. My mission here is to try to map out what my city, Leeds, a city that has declared a climate emergency, did during humanity's biggest emergency. On working hours, we hear how loiners have, are, and will be coping with our multiple and expanding crises during their day-to-day working hours. Can we turn things around? We'll find out. To tell this story, I need loiners. Loiners like you, dear listener. I need people in Leeds or people from Leeds to come on this podcast and just tell me what they do all day and let me record how this affects us. Thank you for listening. What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, okay. What to, oh, I wanted to be a car designer. Mm. From like how young? Oh, from probably seven or eight. So did, how were you aware of car designers? Um... I liked cars, always have done, mm-hmm. um, and my my dad was kind of into it, and yeah, I yeah, I, that's all I used to draw. Like when I was a kid, just I used to draw cars. That's it. Or be infatuated by them. Or the um, it's weird. It, like my dad used to say that if he gave me anything, I'd take it to pieces within ten minutes, and then learn how to put it back together. So all my toys were in bits, and I think it was kind of. A, they saw a slightly like engineering or something like that in me, but yeah, car design is what I wanted to do, the styling and the actual nice bit. Was there a particular car or style that really set you off that you were like that one or, or a designer perhaps? Um, mm, let me think. That is going back back through the, uh, <laughs> through the drawers in my brain. Um, I, I, Italian design especially. Mm. So my mum always had success to very small Fiat's, so like a 500, a 600, and a Panda and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like more minimalist than flamboyance, if you see what I mean. And yeah. 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 So I think that was kind of a, a thing. Yeah. You're listening to Series 4, Episode 26, and to my guest, Chris Joy. This is an in-person interview recorded on the 25th of October, 2023. Hey, Uploiners. You know, if you join my Patreon for £1 a month, you'll be giving Patreon most of it. But if you join it at the Outlander rate of £5 a month, that's the price of a four-pack of beer, or if you join it at the big-time rate, which is £12 a month for those who can afford more than an hour of minimum wage pay to donate to this project, then I can do more of this show more easily, more often. And once again, if you want to just donate what would be the equivalent of a lifetime basic Patreon membership payment to Working Hours, then you can donate £120 to the project and feel the satisfaction of having done the good and honest and righteous thing. Reward me with treats and supply me with the sustenance and encouragement I need to bother every loiner over 18 to see if they might be one of my 1,000 guests. Here's one I bothered earlier. Chris Joy is a project lead at a construction and building management company, but that doesn't tell you anything about his work or even his many previous roles. 
Chris has done many off-the-wall roles, some of which we cover in this interview. He didn't send me any blurb for this intro, but you don't need any. He's not selling you anything. This is one of those all-over-the-place rambling ones, which I enjoy. We are mostly on theme through it, but we whiz through the questions at the beginning, and then it turns into a rambling pub chat. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Right, let's do this. Episode 106 of Working Hours with Chris Joy. So what is it that you do now? (laughs) I'm a project lead is my official title for a construction and housing company. Okay, so what are the projects you lead on? Um, Okay, Uh, it's the the job role was kind of made for me, so it's difficult to explain, but um, we've the company I work for now, we're developing lots of um, uh, new buildings. But what we do is we buy um, like old uh, office blocks and mm-hmm. turn them into housing, mm-hmm. which has various aspects. It's, it's great for the environment because we're not demolishing and rebuilding, but also we are, um, it's, it's a tax benefit for it as well, hence why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about the money. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's interesting because we're having to take a shell of something and turn it into something else mm-hmm. and adapt it. Um, so my job essentially is to make sure it's safe. So I deal with a lot of health and safety and fire mm-hmm. stuff and fire risk. Um, but also I'm kind of like for my company, I'm the emergency pull cord. Like if something goes wrong or mm-hmm. something is like out of the equation that needs sorting, they call me, which is a bit strange. So it means that no Tuesdays are the same, but uh, mm. yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's very interesting. So and a lot of moving between sites. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm across the M62 a lot, down to London a lot, mm. things like that. So yeah, but mm. currently focusing in Leeds, we've got three buildings have just opened, two more in the next two months, which are just about ready. Mm. Just about so would you be involved in any of the like as they're preparing the buildings and? getting the contractors and things like that. No, Just... no, I, I get brought in. Uh, that's all sorted. Um, the building work commences. I get brought in towards the end to make sure that it's compliant and safe and it you know meets fire regs and actual building regulations and things like that. So you're more at the client end. Do you meet the, the clients? Do you sort of like, do you meet tenants and so on? Or? Ten- oh, yeah, tenants, definitely. Yeah. Um, the clients, the people who own actual buildings, no, mm-hmm. rarely. Um, we're essentially a management company, although we have investments in all of them. Uh, but essentially, yeah, we um, they're, they're overseas. Mm. So just how it is these days. Mm. Uh, so how did you get into that? Uh, I applied for the job. <laughs> applied for the job just so it going. Yeah, I mean, my background is operational management, I guess, certainly for the last 10 years, I would say. Mm. Um uh, my career history is very varied, but um, the kind of arrows in my quiver kind of cover a lot of what I do now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, transferable skills is a good thing, mm-hmm. um, of which I use a lot on a daily basis. Mm. Everything from plumbing car mechanics to to structural engineering and things like that. And, mm. you know, um, so it's quite, it's, it, it certainly pulls at all the little cords in your brain to bring everything together mm-hmm. and I think that's where I, why I'm in the position I'm at in, in the company because I get to well they realise I can do that yeah if you see what I mean yeah so 
what we well let's go into questions and then things might come out through that yeah um and then if you want to talk about anything like i normally do like as part of my spiel at the beginning i normally do a bit where at the end we'll go through anything that like we might have missed or anything that you want to talk about um so the first question i'll start off with covid right so um I'm assuming you weren't in this job at that point, but no. we'll, we'll go into it. So I generally ask with this to think about when we went into lockdown, what you were doing, like, were you working more or working less? And then sort of thinking as we come out of lockdown, what are the kind of changes from COVID? Like, is there anything that's changed your work in the long term? Um, I When lockdown happened, I was unemployed. Hmm. Um, so I was prior to that um, assistant operations manager at Leeds Bradford Airport. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there for two and a half years, but things had drastically changed there, mm-hmm. and I was essentially uh, don't want to speak out of turn, but I was kind of forced out. Mm-hmm. There was a, a, an element of the old school who were working there being, you know. Not removed, but literally just, you know, kind of like, uh, we're getting a new start, this kind of thing. Mm. So they were developing and things like that, which was, you know, you know all, all positive in a way. Um, so I was unemployed. Um, lockdown happened. I was quite involved in it. Um, unfortunately, COVID, COVID took my father. He was in a care home, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, uh, and then I was looking for a job. And it was interesting because I had had two offers of jobs just beforehand, mm-hmm. which got retracted. So one was with um, uh, KPMG mm. um, working on a new uh, thing they were doing, which was um, developing training courses for their, their staff. But obviously they um, do no face-to-face, nothing like that. So mm-hmm. they, they stopped that. Another one was a property company doing the job I do now, but with a, a different property company. Mm-hmm. And they just pulled everything back. Um, then I had interviews within, within lockdown um and um got the job and we worked from the office every day so for me there was no change whatsoever mm. i just went to work every day mm. we had things in place obviously you know distancing that to an extent mm. but we were allowed to work because we we're property mm-hmm. and the government actually was on their tick list that mm. you were allowed to work so to be honest i didn't really feel it that much i know watching my friends all work from home and things like that. Mm. I was literally commuting every day. Mm. It was great. There was no traffic. <laughs> Were you driving in then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no traffic. It was great. But mm. yeah. Um, yeah, it was um, it, it was strange because, you know, we've all come out the other side of it. And for me, I almost didn't feel it in mm. a way, which mm. is a strange thing to say because so many of the people did. Mm. Did you notice... Was there any change for you from then coming out of lockdown? What, what, what did you notice coming back? Was it just like, Traffic's oh, where, busy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where have all these cars come from? Yeah, yeah, and people and things. And, you know, I, the majority of our sort of um, <coughs> our tenants, for example, are students. So, and international students at that. Mm. But even so, we were fully booked. Mm. Um You know, uh, I mean, I'd say probably 70% are from the Far East. They were paying for apartments for the entire year mm. not bothered that even though their their students or their, their kids or whatever couldn't come over mm. they were still paying for the apartments so mm. but we were just running around maintaining everything and sorting everything out but yeah it was um i, I guess it was an interesting time but for me it was just going to work every day mm. 
which I guess is probably odd for other people to hear if they were stuck at home. Or I look at my friends who work from home and are still working from home and, mm. and not actually gone back to the office. What was the workload like then? Was it like easier working or more working? Or no, it was pretty much pretty much the standard. Same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had to you know make uh, allowances for certain things, but no, it was pretty much the same all the way through. Mm. Which again is. I guess odd for other people to hear when they were you know, stuck in a in a spare room, like staring at a computer screen or whatever. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. We'll move, and I'll do this first. Actually, I'll do the social media question first. So, um, this is because loads of people have to do social media, and largely because I had to do social media for this. Right. Um, and I don't like social media. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, and, and just through, it, it's more and more as part of people's work. And even if you're not working in it, sometimes you'll be dragged into like yeah, do yeah. a post or whatever. Um, now, I imagine with your role, you don't have to encounter no, it much. No. But the question Thankfully. is basically like, how much time do you have to spend on social media for work? And is that a good investment of your time? But also think about it in terms of if you have to use Slack or Trello or anything like that, where you're, you know, sort of assigning work electronically. Uh, you know what? It's zero. Mm. Literally zero. All phones? Uh, not necessarily phone, but I mean, people message me through various means, you know, WhatsApp, uh, Hangouts, we use Google Suite as a, a company mm-hmm. profile um, or a company medium. Um, but... No, um, we have a marketing department. Anything to do that, we just throw to them. Mm. I'm not interested. Um, I'm definitely a browser on social media personally. Mm -hmm. I'm not a poster. Mm. Um, I mean, I have accounts on whatever, but uh, no, I don't generally generally utilize it in that way. Um, And the the company does, but I say we leave it up to the professionals to do it. (laughs) You see what I mean? I would imagine they have like either a social media manager or a company doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever got, have you ever got any jobs via social media? Um, no, no, not. Really. Have you seen any sort of coming up that you've fancied applying for? Or? Uh, no, not really. I've always, like, I mean, I've been in this job sort of three years, which I got through Indeed, which mm. was the job site I applied through. Um, I am on the mailing list like Indeed, Glassdoor, the usual shenanigans. Mm. Um, actually, no. Saying that the KPMG one was through um, LinkedIn. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, but that's the, but I never look at the kind of postings. I just look at the adverts. Yeah. So again, it's just like a normal job site to me as Mm -hmm. opposed to, you know, oh, well, this person may have got this or whatever. Mm, I mean, it could potentially be a good place for you. Maybe, yeah. 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 I mean, for other roles and and so on. But it's just promoting yourself, which I really can't be bothered with. Yeah. (laughs) But also just having yourself there, you know, in you. And being a little bit active on it. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm a bit of a dinosaur because I'm, you know, I'm 47 now. Um, so I'm from that age where um, social media, what didn't exist. Mm. Um, and I think that I'm always sceptical of any advances or approaches through mm. social media by employers or by people thinking, is this a scam? Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> Is it real? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you have to have the trust in 
all of that. You have to be using it though to have the yeah. trust in it. Yeah. And if you don't, you're just like, well, it, it's all scams in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just don't have the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So we'll probably run through most of these questions quite quickly, but that's all good. Um, so I'm going to do climate change next. So Leeds is a city that's declared a climate emergency. Yeah. Like it's, Understandably, whatever bloody degrees outside in October. (laughs) Yeah, uh, 22, my car was saying today, so yeah. Oh, yeah, good. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, in your work, is there anything that you can do or do do or anything that's designed into your work in terms of climate change, i.e. raising awareness or reducing impact or mitigation, adaptation, anything like that? Um... We try and be, I mean, I say we're recycling buildings as opposed to demolishing, which mm-hmm. which is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're adapting as opposed to redeveloping, mm-hmm. which I think is, is actually a good thing, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, it's been great for us because post-COVID, you know, going back to the COVID question, um, the amount of empty buildings which sat derelict mm-hmm. is ridiculous, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we, we've kind of taken advantage of that. Um, or my employers taking advantage of that um, as far as other things we're kind of restricted by the city mm-hmm. in transport links and things like that which are terrible as mm-hmm. we all know because mm-hmm. we live here um, in the fact that you know we're reliant on diesel buses and mm-hmm. hybrid buses which are still not anywhere near <clears throat> or uh, you know um, for me where I live I live only sort of six miles from work mm-hmm. If I drive in, it takes me 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. If I use public transport, it's an hour and 10, mm. which yeah. is a no-brainer, really. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I would love to be able to walk you know, down the road, get on a bus, drops me within 20 minutes walk of my employment, but it doesn't. Yeah. And it's a 20-minute walk for the bus, so that's 40 minutes already. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know... So to go for a nine to five thirty job, which I do, I have to be up at six to take mm. public transport, mm. which is three hours before I actually need to be at work. Which is yeah, yeah, which is and it's a lot five times a week. Yeah, and coming home mm-hmm. similar. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, who knows? The Leeds City Council um, have gone through so many of the transport plans, <laughs> which have failed. Mm. Every time, mm. I, I don't have any faith that it's going to change anytime soon. To be fair, do you have any faith in the trams appearing? Um, I mean, I'm a bit of a geek with stuff like that, and um, we had probably the most, um, the the best tram system in Europe at one point mm. in Leeds, and we scrapped it in favour of buses, um, and you know, obviously, and you know, destroyed the infrastructure. Uh, but no, I don't. The last time they tried to do it, uh, from what I remember, they spent pretty much the majority of the budget talking about doing it mm. than actually doing it. Um, so, yeah, no faith whatsoever. Mm. Um, okay, so I'll move on to the... So there's like four sort of things that have happened in the decade questions. Things that have happened in the decade? Well, or things that are affecting the decade, like, right. you know, kind of big topics because um, sometimes I use the social media one as well to sort of kind of go touch on AI right. depending on what you kind of do mm-hmm. um, 
So, yeah, climate change. So Brexit. Has Brexit affected your work at all? Where were you when we Brexited? Were you in this role? Uh, when was that? I'm trying to remember. Beginning of beginning of twenty one, just before the war. Just before the war, <laughs> before COVID. No, after COVID. After COVID. So Year I, after COVID. I was in this job. Yeah. Um, it slowed down construction projects because it slowed down materials. Prices went up mm-hmm. massively. Mm. Um, to the fact we've got three construction projects which started then have overrun and gone over budget, mm. and I would say fundamentally due to that. Mm. Um, so yes, it has affected. Um, also, I, there's not been a relaxation in sort of laws to do with what I deal with, mm-hmm. which is compliance and fire safety and things like that. Mm. However, I can see that coming in a way because mm. we were all governed by Europe, which I was fine with. Mm. Um, but and and I, you know, the way I see things changing recently is we're just getting a bit slacker which i yeah. don't think is a good thing yeah let's just In, do what you want yeah yeah well yeah <laughs> if it's making money do it yeah. you know we'll, we'll, we'll gloss over that or we'll you know mm. we'll look past it um so no i'm, I'm I, I do think it's it has made a difference certainly mm. yeah to myself with regard to the projects we've got ongoing mm. 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 Um, I won't delve further into that at the moment. Um, <laughs> so this next question, so this is a different way of kind of, so, because it's hard to talk about like what's rubbish about your job or whatever. Um, <laughs> so the way around it and the way into it that I use is uh, if you could change any three things about your job, so you can be fantastic, you can be really pragmatic, you don't have to use all three. Um but yeah, if you could change any three things about your job right now, what would they be? That might well. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> uh, I think I work for an interesting company in the fact that it's very micromanaged by the directors, um, which I, in some ways is a great thing, mm-hmm. in some ways is a bad thing, because mm. uh, there's that element of trust where you don't feel trusted. Mm. So I think on on previous um, previous merit and previous achievement, I think that maybe a little bit more trust would be good. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't get it, but you have to work for it in a way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's is that slightly because are they quite remote? Yes. Yeah. So do you think and, it's and that? becoming more so? Yeah, yeah, becoming more so. Um, but I, you know, I still have like a, a direct line essentially to the powers that be which is fine mm-hmm. um, and I try not to use it if at all possible mm-hmm. but there are times where you feel a little bit, a little bit restrained and a little bit kind of um, enclosed mm-hmm. uh, so I think that yeah potentially like um, a little bit of yeah a bit more laissez-faire maybe mm-hmm. but I don't work for English people or British people mm-hmm. um, and that it, it may well be a um, uh, what's the word different work ethic yeah yeah a different ethical mm. view of it yeah um and it's not my company <laughs> or attitude rather than ethic I, um, I think maybe a combination of both to be fair but yeah it, but it's not my company so yeah. who am i to dictate yeah you know, they're paying you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they're successful <laughs> mm. so yeah um other things uh location mm-hmm. 
we don't need to be where we are where we are we're mm. right in the hub of like studentville and university districts we don't need to be there at all mm. we need to have an office there for front of house but that's it mm-hmm. the um sort of back of house or operations and and maintenance and things we don't need to be there mm. because we never speak to tenants face to face it's all done through portals and mm. and and things like that so we could be anywhere mm-hmm. uh, which would make life a lot easier mm. with regard going back to like the environmental question about mm. commuting and things like that why yeah. why do i still need to commute yeah. not that i want to work from home because i dislike it but yeah but there's no reason to be there mm. yeah um and then three things so third thing um i'm trying to think no um there isn't I don't dislike my job enough to like pick out things like that mm-hmm. if you see what I mean not more money less hours <laughs> always <laughs> doesn't <Yeah>. everyone <laughs> company car <laughs> yeah. doesn't everyone but yeah um, <clears throat> no no I think I'm, I'm treated reasonably fairly I mean always more money um, would be a great thing just you know the, the current rising price situation and cost of living mm-hmm. um, everyone's feeling the pinch I'm, I'm quite lucky because my housing situation is is affordable mm-hmm. which I know a lot of people's isn't even people who work with me or for me um, I win at what they pay mm. but I just kind of fell lucky I guess mm. but, you know if, if I'm, I live in rented accommodation if my landlord decided that don't want me to live here, I'll be in the same boat. Yeah. Or um, their circumstances change yeah. and they're like, right, we want to sell or yeah, we want to, or exactly, we need yeah. to double it or we need to yeah. do this or, yeah. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah. I, I don't enough, earn enough to have a safety net, mm. which I don't think many people do these days. Mm. Which is. Do a, you bother saving anything or do you just I save try, to spend? I try. But have you have you done a pension? Do you do any of that? Yes. I, well, God knows where they all are. <laughs> <laughs> and one of those new ones starts every time you get a new role. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And there's no way actually of tracing them yourself. Mm. You have to involve a third party and things, which uh, which I need to do. Um, but yeah, and I pay in as much as I can. Mm. Um, but again, it's like, you know, when you feel the pinch and you're, you know, you're struggling to afford spaghetti or something, mm. then you're not going to pay that extra two pounds in a, or five pounds, or ten pounds, or twenty pounds, or thirty pounds. Yeah, because you haven't got it. Yeah, and you're not thinking. I mean, I should be thinking because essentially retirement is what twenty years away from me, twenty-two years. But will we see twenty years? Well, who knows? Yeah, mm. and who knows whether even the state pension will be there at that point? Who mm-hmm. knows? So, and you know, you won't be able to retire anyway. So no. Well, <laughs> my intention is not to, though. To be fair, I think that's a more like I think. There's an element in which, like, how much of your working life have you spent not working? Like, if you think about it. Very small amount. I've spent quite a fair bit of, like, downtime either travelling or, um, you know, is that a doorbell something? No, it's my phone. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like, either travelling or just being unemployed or working on something that I want to do. Yeah, I think there's, like... In terms of work-life balance, you know, people do stuff that they want to do more. Oh, now, I'm a slave. I can't help it. Yeah, but you've worked abroad a lot as well. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, but I, I get, I get too bored, 
and bored of myself as well. Mm. And, you know, I'll find little projects doing things like that, but mm. they're rapidly done and rapidly mm. I'm like, uh, next. Well, we'll do, we'll do the last question and then we'll move into some other stuff because mm. I think we've, we've whizzed through these. How are we doing for time? So, yeah, because we started late anyway, so we've probably only done like 25 minutes. Okay. So, um, yeah, last question. Do you know what a universal basic income is? Yes. Okay. So, if there was a UBI, mm-hmm. um, again, this is a way of, Another way of kind of getting into the idea of if you didn't have to work, would you work? Like if you didn't have to worry about money. But yeah, use UBI. But yeah, if you were getting a UBI, so you could be practical about this and think maybe it's just a small amount that you get each month that just kind of helps out and is regular. Yeah. But if you were getting a UBI, would that change your attitude to work? Do you think that would give you some security and flexibility? Would you still have that need to just work? I think it would improve my work ethic mm-hmm. uh, because I would be less paranoid and less anxious mm-hmm. about the fact that I'm two paychecks away from being homeless, mm-hmm. which is pretty much everyone's situation. Mm. Um, I'm I'm pretty much the same, to be honest. Mm. Um, and I think that having that in place, if it yeah, if it ever does, they have trialed it, haven't they? Yeah. The, well, they're starting a pilot. I don't know what's happened with that earlier in the year. They, I remember you know, there was a press release yeah. that there was going to be a pilot in Jarrow and I've forgotten the other place. But I have said both places before. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I think for myself, I think, um, yeah, it would, it, it would just relax me a little bit. I think it just helps so much. Yeah. It's just like, it gives us a stake in the society. Mm. Like everyone's getting it. Like we'd feel like we were getting something, like there was something here, yeah. and it'd just make everything so much easier for yeah. people to plan. And yeah, yeah, if I knew my like my not even my basic needs, but like even like fifty percent of my basic needs, like half yeah. my rent and maybe half my food bill, yeah, was covered. It, yeah. Not well, not covered. Like I guess kind of earned in a way. Mm. Um, then I would be so more chilled, mm. and I would be like, okay, um, well, I'm going to work today. Da, 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 fine. Mm. I'm not at the back of my mind thinking, I've got to make the rent check, I've got to pay the bill, I've used the gas, mm. I've put the heating on, mm. that kind of thing, mm. which affects everyone, not in their work ethic fundamentally, but in everything. Mm. So having that anxiety at the back of your brain is not healthy in any way, shape or form. No. So I think it would relieve some of the stress. Um, would I take the pee with it? No, probably not. I don't mm. think so. I think I'm... Um, It'd be interesting to see how a younger generation deals with it mm. and those starting out in work or those who aren't really bothered to work. That'd be an interesting... Well, I, I, yeah, I do think that's a... So there is the kind of like, you know, idle hands doing the devil's work sort of thing. Yeah. Of like, But there is like kind of listlessness. There is a level at which you need to kind of put people to work and create programs of industry and things yeah. and projects to do because not everyone can always think of their own thing that they want to do and their own project to work on. True. And also, I think, you know, um, with the UBI, it would free up so much more mental capacity for people to yeah. actually set up projects like yeah. that in their spare time, mm-hmm. which will help other people, mm-hmm. if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for example, what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Um 
if you had a basic income that could cover this more hours of the day rather than yeah. to have a job, yeah. then that would also help people. Mm-hmm. And other people go, oh, well, I can maybe get involved in that and things like that because I don't have to work 42 hours a week or 36 hours a week or yeah. whatever. Um, it, it would free up people, free people's minds especially, I think. Yeah. Number of times I, I come home from work, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. And all you can basically manage is like TV, bit music maybe, or yeah. I, I don't watch TV as a principle. Mm. I'll, I'll watch it on demand if that. Mm. But um, yeah, because I I'm I only sit on the sofa when I'm mm. with friends or whatever. I'm I'm not a kind of uh, <laughs> zone out. But you know, um, but just giving people the opportunity to be able to do that, and also like you say, the, the freedom to think and go, oh, I could do that. I can invest some of my time into doing that mm-hmm. without penalty. Because mm. I think to learn something new, you either have to go back into education, yeah. which is not for everyone, mm. or you have to um, do it off your own back, which involves, again, a sacrifice of income because you need the time to do it, mm-hmm. or stress or, you know, a sacrifice of mental capacity. Mm-hmm. Um which is unfair because mm. we're all trying to better ourselves, I think. Mm. Oh, and learn stuff. We are yeah. curious and we like to learn things. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You know, even when we think we don't like to learn stuff, it's kind of... Oh, no, know, I enjoy People it. are always it. fascinated by new things. And, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the amount of learning in the last what, 10 years, between the age of... I'm 47 now, so the age of 37, 47. You know, some people think to themselves, that you, <laughs> you hit like 35 mm. and... Oh, that's it. <laughs> it's not at all. I think you're just starting. Mm. But at that point, I believe that you're <clears throat> so in the thick of it that having the time to do it mm. is limited. Mm. So, yeah, with the UBI, I think that it would hopefully give people more time and, as I say, more mental capacity, which, again, leads to less aggression towards the workplace. Yeah, and just less... a bit more care and a bit more, yeah. like... Doesn't have to be customer service, but just you know, like a little more humanness. Yeah, and I mean, there was that that uh, slack chap. in the system, which I think is what we need. We we yeah. we made it too regimental, I yeah. guess, in the way. I mean, there was that that chap. Was he in the states? Who um, he was on like God knows. He owned a company. It was God knows how much money a year, and he raised all his staff salary by a huge amount. Mm. <clears throat> obviously, had no attrition rate. Obviously. Mm. But then also he had better productivity mm-hmm. and less sick days mm-hmm. and less stress in the environment and mm-hmm. people got on better and there was a huge amount of benefits for mm-hmm. it. And, I mean, that example, the raise they got, even down to like the cleaners or the you know, office juniors or whatever, was huge. Mm-hmm. But even going being able to earn enough above the... Um, the norm, well, the norm is dictated, I think, by the current government or whatever, mm. whoever they may be. Um, and that's what you're told you're allowed to earn as a minimum. And that's what employers will pay because that's what we're allowed to get away with. Mm. However, I think that if they paid you, I don't know, maybe 20% above that, mm. you're a happier person mm-hmm. and they get more benefits. Mm-hmm. So, But it's rare you find that. Mm. Well, like you say, with a, new, a UBI behind it, then that takes that out of the employers. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'll give you another thing, you know, like you're saying with the training there, like when I worked in the sort of training and education landscape or whatever you want to say, 
it was um the argument was always like all the employers were like yes yes we need continual lifelong learning we need you know training and training for everyone and everyone to be well trained and like you know qualified and competent and good at doing their jobs and the government are like yes yes we want that too Hmm. and then they were like who's paying for it yeah, <laughs> you pay for it. No, well, you yeah. pay for it. <laughs> no, they pay for it. Oh no, we'll we'll put them on such a low shelf. Like I mean, I'm my my. Well, yeah, you get paid so so some little that you yeah. you know you can't pay for it. Yourself. I mean, I my first job out of out of college uh, was I worked for a company. I was I was the first modern apprentice. Remember those came mm-hmm. out. So I would have been uh, eighteen, nineteen. So that's oh, that's thirty years ago. Mm. So maybe you don't remember those. I was even on. We used to get a magazine called Which Way Now, mm. and I was in that as mm. the first modern apprentice. And excuse my language, it's a shit show mm. because um, it was basically a way of employers to take advantage of people, mm. pay them a pittance, yeah, and not train them, yeah. It was supposed to be regulated. No, we had to go to like seminars with your tutor. Mm-hmm. Never happened. Mm. It was just a, a way of forcing people into work on yeah. a poor salary. And and the assumption as well there is like, oh, young people, they'll all be living at home. Well, what about the people that aren't? What about the people that are thrown out at 16 or yeah. whatever? You know, yeah. like, why should they be paid? Like, you yeah. just... <laughs> Basically, slave wages, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, my company recently employed a friend of mine um, who is a student, and he graduated, and he was working at Starbucks down the road, mm. and he's a clever lad, um, and he aged his degree, and we had a, a role going, and we paid him pretty much properly. Mm. Like, we paid him, because he's 22, mm-hmm. so I think he's now on like the full minimum wage, so to speak. We paid him over that. Mm-hmm. I believe we have anyway. He's not complained, <laughs> but <laughs> but Starbucks was like, no, no, you will stay on that, and you know we'll employ you from eighteen, but you only get this much. Mm-hmm. Why are they doing that? Mm. It's a couple of quid an hour, because but it makes a whole difference. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's looking at the numbers on the spreadsheet, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, so they're yeah. not. Yeah, they're not. It's not a person that has to live. No, you know, it's someone making the choice to take that, and yeah. like, you can make your own story up about why they're doing that. Well, it's because they really, really need money. <laughs> and a job and yeah. experience yeah. and things like yeah. that, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, um, I mean, I've been lucky enough to the roles I've had, and I've, I've had many, um, have given me different aspects of experience. Mm. So I'm not I'm not educated apart from in the workplace. Mm. I left school at 16. I went to college, flunked twice mm. to do essentially my A-levels. Mm. Um, and then went into the workplace mm. and have been ever since. And I've never gone back to education. Because it just didn't work for me, mm. but you know, you, I, I'm facing even now at my age graduates who are offered a higher salary than I am because they've mm. got a degree in something not even relevant. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm. So, or employers are only accept people who are graduates, which mm. I don't understand in a way. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the whole point of it is that really the degree because. You know, it used to be you needed a specific degree or they'd ask for a specific yeah. degree. Um, but then it was kind of like, well, you just need a degree because it's like, we need to know that you can go and do stuff yourself. Yeah, and you commit know, you, to something. For yeah, time. you can, yeah, and you can run a project and you can get on with it and do it and yeah. get it done. But it's like when you've been in work for so long that you're doing stuff. But I think the whole... 
I've, I've got all sorts of gripes with recruitment and recruiters and the way that... <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> ref, references like the way that things are referenced and, and because it is hard to check what, what people have done, yeah. you know. Um, but like, surely there's ways of doing that by now. You would think so. I mean, again, well, going back to we were talking about pensions earlier... Mm. I find it, I, it's very difficult for me to trace all my job history through my NI number, which mm. I should be able to do. Mm. So surely that would work both ways. The employer, if I've given them a CV yeah. going, I worked here, 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 and here. Well, this is it. Yeah. If any of the government services were actually, you know, it, like now in this age, they yeah. could be really, really useful to yeah. us, really functional. <laughs> like I've had the conversation before of like, They'll, the, the tax office will send you letters saying exactly this. Like, you, we owe, you owe us this, yeah. give us it now, yeah. right now. Yeah. And it's for this. Yeah. You ring them up, they know nothing. Like, no. they can't find anything, no, no. can't help oh, you, can't do bloody thing for <laughs> That's you. That's a civil service. But, yeah. but, but it should be <laughs> yeah. that you, you ring up and it's like, yeah, I've got it all here. I've yeah. got your file. Yeah. You know, go through the security questions, right? Yeah. This is what you were doing. This is yeah. where you're at. This yeah. is what we expect from you. This yeah. is what we believe. Yeah. Are we wrong with this? All of that should be there. Oh, it should be easily because we we we're based on one number we get when we mm-hmm. you know essentially hit puberty. To mm-hmm. be honest, I know mine off by heart, and it's like, mm-hmm. um, and why I can't access information myself for a yeah. start is interesting because mm-hmm. I could do with knowing it. Mm. Um, I mean, I dread to think how many jobs I've had in the last. I mean, I, essentially, I started work at what. Six or well, eighteen, mm-hmm. to be fair, properly, you know, part-time jobs and whatever. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, uh, but I would say that I don't remember dates and times and God no. whatever. <laughs> what was your start date? I have, I have no bloody idea. I know the year, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was then. <laughs> yeah. How long was I there for? Was yeah. that a week or was that a year? Yeah. Was it two years, 18 months? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was interesting when I started working in aviation because um, to get a, an airside pass so you mm-hmm. can actually go through security without having a ticket or whatever and actually work on the air. Yeah. I'm going to call Leeds Brave the airfield as mm-hmm. opposed to airport because it is an airfield. Um, uh, I had to literally nail down five years, my last five years of employment history mm-hmm. to the day. Mm-hmm. And get references for all that, mm-hmm. and or if the company wasn't in, you know, um, still trading or whatever, mm-hmm. I had to get someone to vouch for the fact that I'd worked there from X date to X date. Mm-hmm. Um, like the time and cost of that, like to do that, yeah. Like in a modern situation where, like, you could you more than likely have been in five jobs in five years. Potentially, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think two years is generally my 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 kind of like <coughs> two years. I'm like, eh. but you must have done a few roles where it's like you did a month or a week or three or like, not yeah. that many actually. No, no not that many. Um, do you like months. to sort of when you get somewhere you're like I'm doing at least three months? Do you have like a number in mind of? I like to get prepa- past probation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then I can start you know, saying what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, no, I mean, uh, no, I'm, it's interesting because I've been through that many interviews and things like that, that I, I'm, I'm selective mm. in, I'll apply for, I don't know, if I'm unemployed, my job is to get a job. Mm-hmm. So I spend a huge amount of time, eight hours a day looking for a job because mm. that's what I need to do. Maybe mm. I'm programmed to do that. I don't know. Um, 
And if I get a face-to-face interview, mm. I would say eight times out of 10, I get the job. Mm. But then I will turn them down. Not because I've got a better job, because I didn't like the person. Mm. I didn't like their ethics. I didn't like their... Yeah, it sounds a bit facetious to come across that way. No, in a way, but you didn't but, vibe with it. So yeah, it was like, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I've turned a lot of jobs down and gone, no, you know what, thank you for the offer, but I'm not going to take it. Yeah. And sometimes the reaction you get is surprising. Yeah. You almost get like a an argumentative, well, why don't you want to? <laughs> like, I just don't. I'm not going to the fact that you were a bit of a... Idiot well, the truth is, you just didn't impress me, and yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I've been seeing a few other people. I have said that. Before. <laughs> I've said I've, I just I've, I've I've looked at your, you know, going back to social media, looked at reviews and things. And I'm like, mm. you know what? I don't mm. I don't think I want to work for you because that might taint my mm. reputation. If mm. you see what I mean. Um, mm. Or I just didn't like the 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 environment I was interviewed in, or I sat for. I always turn up early for an interview. Mm. So I can get a gauge of what's yeah. going on. Even just sat in reception as to how happy people are, whether the receptionist is happy yeah. or just you know staring at Facebook or whatever, mm. um, or miserable or whatever. And I think that that gives you a good stance as to whether you actually want to take... I don't think you should take the job if it looks terrible. Mm. Like as a temp, I, like I've said, so I've, I've been in loads of roles and I was in one recently and it's the first one where anyone that's been doing the sort of first day induction has actually shown me a fire escape. I right. said, this is where the fire escape is. Like, they never do it. No. They always forget that. They're just like, this is there until it's yeah. there. This is there. Sarah. She's yeah. a bitch. Yeah, yeah. You'll never remember all these names, but I'm going to tell you them all anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand that, yeah. <laughs> Not how do I get out of this building if it's on fire because yeah. I won't give a shit about Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so let's do a bit on roles then. So at a general estimate, how many do you think you've done? Uh, Couldn't say. Uh, Over 20? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And any highlights? Um, Any lowlights? Oh, I I try and make... To give a bit of an anecdote... um, Or any like really odd ones? Oh, look... I always, I always wanted to be the guy that blew up snow to prevent avalanches because how cool would that job be? Just like going around on a little snowmobile firing dynamite at well, yeah, that's, things yeah, that's snow. Yeah, yeah, That'd yeah, be yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, lots of... I've, I taught, taught and managed a company teaching people how to ride, ride segways, which is <laughs> nuts, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I ran campsites. Who were the customers? Was it mainly like corporate general execs? Public. No, general public. Yeah? General public. Yeah, that was that was. Fun. Was it mainly guys? Was it younger or nope. out, no, everyone? Full cross section. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. We we did corporate stuff, which was boring to be honest. Mm. But then we did like weekends. We'd go to a certain like stately home or mm. somewhere like Tatton Park, or something like that. <laughs> and then people would buy vouchers, you know, like red letter mm. days, or someone would buy it for the birthday, and they'd turn up and mm. you know do it. So it was anyone, everyone. It was quite fun that job. Um, other things, um, I uh, ran a ski school, mm. even though I'd never skied before. It wasn't online, was it? No, 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 it wasn't online. It was face to face. Was it on what a dry slope or? No, no, it was in in France in the Three Valleys. All right. Yeah, uh, I got the job because I didn't ski because mm. the French guy who owned the company, uh, Pierre Francois, he um, 
he employed me because I didn't ski because I wouldn't want to spend like a season there all the time on the slope. So I actually managed the business, mm-hmm. which I did. Mm. But I got to learn to have to ski out of the back of it, mm. um, which was quite fun. Apart from breaking myself a few years later, but I'm <laughs> um, <laughing> with skiing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm done with that. Now. Yeah, yeah. No, I went back and did a, another season afterwards when I couldn't ski, mm. um, and I quite enjoyed it, but. It's a young person's game, that. And mm. I was definitely feeling old at that point. Mm. I was, what, 35? Mm. Um, other things, oh, loads of stuff. Just, I forget. Mm. But I always, I always try and make light of everything that I do. And I try and, not necessarily so I'm amazing at it, but also so I enjoy it. you done any driving jobs? Uh, lots that involve driving. Mm. But not where the the roles actually no, drive in. No, yeah. I think that's why I still like to drive. Mm. Um, no, no, not like, um, for example, like delivery post um, or long distance or co. Mm. I, I did get a job um, with a company called Exodus. I don't think they're longer trading, um, which was overlanding. So it was overlanding same, what? Well, taking a four by four bus basically oh, right, across yeah, Africa yeah. or or South America. Mm. They offered me the job. I had to pass my bus license. Mm-hmm. I uh, did my test twice and failed. Mm. Um, and I was going to do it a third time. The company I think went into liquidation, mm. so I stopped that. Mm. It cost me a fortune, but that would have been awesome, I think. Mm. Uh, Any things that you you kind of started towards like my dad was gonna get a hgv license for a bit at one point you ever do anything like that um no no have you got your forklift truck license uh no but i can drive one so have you got oh, no, i do i do yeah i got it at the airport yeah <laughs> have you got any so what what are the kind of like do you have any weird qualifications that you've picked up through like no no everything's experience um and I'm at, it sounds bad, but I'm at the stage now I'd, I'll employ someone who's got that license to mm. myself. Mm. Although I know I can do it. I mean, um, <clears throat> I did like my bus driving test. I did my, um, I've got grandfather rights because I'm old. Mm. So I can drive up to a seven and a half ton truck, which covers pretty much everything, to be honest. Mm. Um, I got a fork truck license through the airport. Um, I... Yeah, pretty much these days, I don't have to do that myself. Do you have, to, I, do you have to keep a DBS as well? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but in general, because <laughs> um, I'm kind of like management level, mm-hmm. it's rare that I have to step in on that level, Yeah, which which is awful, but, you know, mm. and it's less learning for me, I guess, but uh, mm. I'm just too busy. Yeah, but you also want some seniority as well. Like, and this is the thing with more pay is more paperwork. Yeah, yeah, true. I've, I've managed to avoid quite a lot of that because mm. mm. now I'm not very good at. So, it. what are what are what are your turn ons and turn offs for work then? Like, what are the parts of the role? Like, if it was, what are the things that make you leave a job? Like, if it gets to boredom, boredom. boredom. It's not like they've, oh, there's too much paperwork now or there's too much of this or... Um, Are you quite happy to sit in a room and work and do reports and things? Yeah, yeah, if I need to. Spreadsheets and data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm quite happy to do that. As long as as it's justified. 
do you need a mix of something that's a bit physical? Yes. And yeah. Yes. I, so I, you couldn't I could just not be sit as a chair the whole. No, yeah. No. no. But no, at no. the same time, you don't want to be running around lifting stuff all day, going up and down stairs. <sighs> yeah, a, a mix of the two is great. Mm. So, and also, I think I think one thing I've got with my current role is the fact I have the freedom to do. They trust me to just do what I'm doing. Mm. I might be in the office one day. I might be in London tomorrow. I don't need to tell anyone. I don't mm. need to clear it with anyone. I just mm. go and do it mm. because the benefits are there mm. for them, if my employer, mm. um, and they trust me enough to go, oh, yeah, Chris has gone to London. Why has he gone to London? Um, oh, this needs sorting. Mm. Oh, fine. Mm. You know, I, I don't take the mick. Um, it's funny because um, other people have been employed, not in my role, but in my department, have taken the mick mm. and they just disappear for a day on end. And everyone's like, well, where have you been? Mm. Well, Chris was out all day. I was like, yeah, but Chris was doing something. <laughs> yeah. Or there's a return for that or mm-hmm. a report's come in or, you know, yeah. he's dealt with this or that. Other. Um, we can see tangible results from where he went. Yeah. What, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> you spent all day in Costco. Uh, there's yeah. just McDonald's wrappers around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah essentially that, that does happen. And yeah, I think from my own sort of work ethic that I, uh, I, I don't like being bored. I don't like, as long as I'm being productive, mm-hmm. I'm happy. Mm. If I'm not being productive, I'm sad. And that mm. must make me leave. I'll be like, I'm not, I'm not getting any benefit. You're not getting any benefit. I'm not bringing any use to this. No, yeah. No. Like, and it's, yeah. so I'm not being useful. So what's yeah. the point? Yeah. yeah. Um, do you need, do you need your role to exhaust you? Do you need to come home at the end of the day and feel tired or is that not so important to you? <clears throat> I am. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I like it. Yeah. Um, it depends. Cause my, my, do you like the role to be like, does it have to be challenging or does it need to be hard or like does it need to be something that you can do that you feel confident and comfortable doing? Oh no, I like being out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I like having new things presented to me. I like having situations or scenarios put in front of me and going, Oh, how the hell do you deal with this? Mm. And trying to figure out a way of and I'll be like, you know, I'll seek advice and I'll speak to my superiors and my mm. colleagues and stuff, go, wow, you know, mm. and get a base baseline there. But no, I much prefer that than mm. regimented or... Yeah. You don't want to know what to expect in the no, day. Yeah. No, no, that doesn't work with me at all. Yeah. Um, so where do you think the sort of... Like, are you the kind of person that's done six, seven-day weeks? Yes. Yeah. And like, so I've where done, do you... I've done 24, seven, seven-day weeks. Um, I, I used to run campsites and... Uh, kids and activity centres. Mm. <clears throat> That's 24-7, seven days a week. Mm. Even on a day off, it's not a day off because mm. you've got people on site who are living there. Yeah. Um, who always and, want something. Yeah, and 70-odd yeah. staff who are all yeah. doing their own shit and they're all living there. Mm. So it's more like running a commune than it is actually <laughs> working for a business, mm. which was great. Mm. But, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I, I do like that. It gets tiring. Mm. but as long as you've got support and a decent team around you and mm. you're all supporting each other then it's not an issue mm. and also I think the support of your employer is key yeah with that yeah there was one place where I felt like somewhat abandoned yeah and it just took any sort of joy or 
enjoyment. Yeah, or, it's just stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. then it became stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all responsibility yeah. and no benefit. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, because yeah. no one cares. No. So it's like, mm. why am I caring? Well, I have to care. Yeah. But, you know, I don't really care and I don't want to and it yeah. would be easier if somebody else cared, please. Yeah. yeah. Or even showed that they were giving me a little bit of support. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. and I, again, though, I try, to, I try to avoid that kind of scenario. But with employers, you don't know what you're going to until you mm. actually deal with them. Mm. Mm. Um, and it can be as simple as a change of boss. Mm. You know, someone leaves and someone new steps yeah. in, and you like it changes the role completely. Oh, completely! The yeah. dynamic of the entire department or the entire mm. company can mm. change, um, and I've seen that happen, and it's awful because mm. everyone is um, dejected and rejected in a way, mm. and you think, well, all the hard work I put in, all the things you've done, is, is worth nothing. Yeah, in the opinion of someone who you're supposed to, you know, oh, to you know. <laughs> Today. Mm. So, where do you think you get that from then? That. What the. Well, hmm. The um, sort of need to work and the desire to keep working. I always have, like, from the age, age of like 40. Do you think it's a, you know, fear? Like, is it as, you know, self-reliance and the only way is earning money or is it like someone that you saw that was like they always worked like that or um possibly a combination of two Mm. really um i mean i I come from a middle class background um and you know never really wanted for anything Mm. um but i was fiercely independent Mm. from about 14 15 Mm. um and I think I moved out of the family house at like 17 mm. and didn't really look back. Uh, but like my dad, he was he was hardworking. He's a lot more like my brother. He he was a teacher, well, a lecturer at Leeds mm. Polytechnic, as he mm. was then, Kitson College. Um, and a very kind of steadfast. Mm. My mum the same, but I was always a bit kind of here, there and everywhere. Um, so I think it comes from a little bit of that and also my next door neighbour when I was growing up ran like the local garage mm. like a repair shop stroke petrol station and rather than play football with the kids after school and whatever I went down there and hung out and just mm. learnt to fix cars and pump petrol and mm. and do that kind of thing which was far more interesting to me than kicking a ball around the field yeah um, and it kind of stems from there, I think. That was, that was like 14 then. Mm. And there was a, a couple of guys who worked at the garage, some sadly passed now, who kind of gave me an apprenticeship mm. in stuff. And not just in fixing cars or whatever, but in kind of life skills and mm. dealing with people and things mm. like that, which you wouldn't have got. So I was quite lucky in that way. Mm. But I think that kind of set me up to always kind of look into stuff a little bit more and not just accept it for what it was and Mm -hmm. that kind of aspect, which I think is rare, especially these days Mm -hmm. because everyone wants everything on my plate and doesn't want to work for it, Mm. I think. Mm. Well, it's that, that I'm motioning, pressing a screen. It's that instant (laughs) uh, gratification thing, you know, swipe, press, done. Yeah, yeah. Give, yeah. give, put, put in mouth. Give, put in hands now. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> Which I, I mean, it, it's it's becoming rapidly apparent. I'm becoming a bit of a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know what? I'm quite happy with to to an extent. Mm. Um. And 
I'm kind of looking at it going, oh, I used to be well into like learning all this new technology and things like that. And mm. I think it's gone a bit past me now, in mm. a way. Well, it's turned into sort of magic boxes, hasn't it? Of kind of like, even with the cars to a degree, because I remember a lot of people moaning with cars of like, you know, there's so much computer, like, oh, yeah, so, yeah. so mean, much computerized stuff in them. Yeah. Now. It's like, you can't fix this. Yeah. I mean, as you know, I've got an old car and I mm. took it to the garage. Because uh, I, I don't have anywhere I live to actually fix it myself, um, and I um, I got it back today, and it was it was like a breath of fresh air. They charged about two hundred fifty quid to mm. do a load of jobs on it. It was fair. It was transparent. Mm. It was uh, the guy had a mucky rag in his hand. He was dressed in overalls. I wasn't sat at a reception with someone who hasn't a clue what they're talking about. Just mm. give me a bill. Yeah. Well, you can't um, even see the garage, yeah, or the mechanics exactly. or anything. And yeah. he like led me through, showed me the car. I was like, "I'm like, yeah, look, I I used to do this for a living," which mm. he didn't know at the time. And he's like, "Oh, right, okay." And I said, "Yeah, I do know what this is, doing, what that is." And he's like, "It's like, okay." And um, and here's your bill, like two hundred fifty quid. I'm like, "Fantastic! I'll be using you in the future mm-hmm. if I can't do it myself, and also mm. if I can do it myself, I'll still <laughs> still use you, you know." Mm. Um, which I think is a great situation, but that's an old school place. Mm. And I think I've introduced a few people from work in, who are young, newish drivers and they've got problems with the cars and like, oh, what do I do? I was like, go there. Because mm. you're not going to get ripped off. Mm. But if you go to like, I know, various <laughs> named places, you will do, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know. It's very strange. Um, sometimes the old school is actually quite good. Mm. So, future-wise, then, are you? Would it always be work? Would it always be employment? You haven't got any secret desires to start a company or finally design that car. <laughs> not design the car. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Or <coughs> no. Um, I. It's interesting because. I would say that probably 90% of my friends have said that I should set up on my own mm. because I've got all the skills behind me. And you've got, yeah, you've got all the confidence. experience in the yeah. roles. Yeah. Like, you know how a business works. Yeah. You know how to operate stuff. Yeah. Like, I know how to balance the books. I know how yeah. to deal with the accounts, you know, all that kind deal of stuff. Deal with the customers, yeah. deal with suppliers, yeah. set up purchases. Yeah. yeah. But I just haven't found the thing that I want to do. Mm. And... Maybe I'm a little bit scared of it. Or maybe it's just you're not, you haven't got anything that you want to do for yourself. No, no, maybe not. I think, I think in a way. Because, uh, like, I, I had a lot of ideas of, like, well, someone should do this and someone should do that. And it's yeah. like, well, I could do it. I don't want to, though. Hmm. Like, when it, I had a thing where I was like, I was just going to have a website where I just put ideas on yeah. for, like, so other people, if they've, you know, because there are people out there who want to be entre- entrepreneurs who yeah. don't have ideas. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, and they succeed, idea. though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, um, I mean, I, I I looked at setting up two businesses in my past, so probably in the last 20 years. One was a company I worked for, um, which I'm, you know, I'm still friends with them and the owners and stuff. They did service departments, mm. like, you know, small hotel, basically. And... I worked out, I did all the finances behind it. I was like, with probably four or five apartments, I could make enough living mm-hmm. for myself that I could live in my place for free, essentially. Mm-hmm. And earn enough just to get by, mm-hmm. which was fine. Mm-hmm. Don't need to expand it, don't need to do anything more. I didn't want a big business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that nearly came to fruition. 
Um, but it would involve an investor, mm. which meant that it got cut. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the capital behind me to be able to do it, so mm. that got stopped. And the second one was I, I found a place in the city centre. It was a derelict nightclub at the back of the market, mm. which has been derelict for like 20 years. Mm. Um, a beautiful space underground. And I wanted to set up, this is like probably 12 years ago, like a rent by the hour office space. Mm. And that was before you could do that. Mm. And I approached the council, they're in the building. And that kind of area was earmarked for development and they were leaving it empty for a reason, basically. Mm. And I approached them, I went, okay, I'm going to set up this, which was during the day, like essentially a kind of hot desk space, which was a new concept at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the evening, I was going to set up like essentially a, 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 a dry, as in sober, mm. gamers cafe. Mm-hmm. So decent monitors, amazing internet connection, that kind of stuff. Um, and people could come either with their PCs, Xboxes, whatever, mm-hmm. and have like a social space, which they may not necessarily have. I mean, you can do it all online now, mm. you know, do Discord and whatever yeah. things. But actually to be social with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and put all the business properties together, the council rejected it. Mm. Because they said, in the view of the person who was like the planning manager, oh, no, you will start selling alcohol. I'm like, no, I won't. Mm. The whole point was it's dry space. I want to attract young people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, like give them somewhere they can actually go. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, oh no, well you we can't because if young people go and have somewhere to go, then they'll all do drugs or something. Yeah, it was essentially <laughs> that. Yeah, and I was like, well, that's not yeah beneficial. No, and so yeah, that got rejected. So I had to yeah drop that idea as well. Have you just I've just seen this thing recently? So are you aware of this? Of like. The parks and park spaces are predominantly used by men and boys and not by women, like to a significant degree. Oh, no, I wasn't aware of that. And I can yeah. understand that it probably is the case, but no, I wasn't aware yeah. of that. And, you know, that's one of those other things that you're like, yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that. And then, you know, someone says it and you're kind of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'd not even thought of that. No, I, I guess like... I mean, there's less need now because I think in a way people working from home due to the pandemic and things mm. has led to just more people working at home. But I've watched and I think... But I do think there's still a need for like space. That hasn't gone away. There are people no. that need gardens and spaces and more park spaces. and Yeah, I mean, I, more friends that I know have got allotments recently mm. just to have that outdoor space. Mm. And it's it's kind of, it's kind of weird in the fact that a lot of my friends, they obviously start to have to work from home. I mean, you, you know a couple of them. Mm. Um, and they have developed this, and I've said this to their faces, I'm like, you need to go back to work. You need to go mm. back to the office at least maybe a couple of times a week or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that social interaction. Yeah, because you... Just the annoyance of the You're becoming was, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and fat. <laughs> and unhealthy. Yeah. And then complaining about it. To and me. really pale. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think you know there's an element of that in the fact that you know I'm like just going a couple of days a week. Oh, but I'm like you know, mm. be annoyed at the commute, mm. be annoyed at the fact you have to get on the train, be annoyed at the fact you're sat in traffic because that's part of day to day life. Yeah, and if you're sat just. Get up and embrace the misery. Well, yeah, to an extent, yeah. on your own terms, but at least do it. Yeah, because otherwise, you just turn to a bit of a flake. I think. Yeah, and then everything's too much effort. 
Mm. Even like, I don't know, going to meet your friends mm. then becomes an effort. Mm. And it's, oh, well, just come around here. And it's like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, come here or let's meet online or yeah. no. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen a definite like degradation of people. Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've definitely seen flip side as well. You know, a yeah. lot of people who are like, out all the time now and like every week I'm in the park and we do a quick brisk walk around yeah, it and then like and then we do this and we yeah. do this and we yeah. do this to make sure that we're doing things yeah well yes um it's rare though <laughs> I think. Not, well well with my yeah. circle it is yeah. yeah um so oh yeah this was one of the other questions ever thought about just buying a business then like Probably. if you you've got the acumen yeah but you could get a loan no. You could put a business plan together. You could. I tried. And yeah. banks wouldn't even entertain talking to me. I tried, so, to, I tried so you... to book appointments. When I was looking at setting up that that, mm. um, that uh, space in, in town, I went to four different banks, including my own, and they arranged appointments and then cancelled them. And then when I presented the business plan, which had been checked over by a friend of mine who's actually you know mm. an entrepreneur and stuff, said that's solid. Mm. Uh, they were like, no, it's too much of a risk. Mm. Because I had no previous history in running a business. Do you know there are these VC things now in town where they're like, they, they put people in touch with angel investors and stuff? Uh, no. Nope. Yeah. No. So there's more of that kind of stuff happening. But that's the kind of thing that needs to be about. Because it's again, promoted more. Because yeah, I've not heard of it. But that's the thing. It's like with, with banks, because banks got scared as well, you know. Yeah. Like they were only interested well, they collapsed in doing... Well, they yeah, before, so yeah. But they were only interested in doing that and share buybacks. They weren't interested in lending to people, you know, like commercial lending and yeah. you, you sort of retail banking. Yeah. It just wasn't happening at the scale yeah. it should have been happening at. And, yeah. So there is a big lack of kind of business capital mm. and investment because they don't know how to... How to measure that risk anymore? No, no. Because, I mean, I guess once bitten, twice shy, but then why are they a bank? Well, yeah. yeah. What are you there for? Yeah. If not well, to... to make money, not to give it. <laughs> yeah, but also in capitalism, to make money, you need to set a body of capital somewhere True. and then yeah, yeah, get an yeah. enterprise yeah, yeah, going yeah. and then yeah. it grows from there. Yeah. Seed capital. Yeah, yeah true. Um, certainly not in the UK. I don't think that's. Say not in the north of the UK, that's mm. available readily. But yeah, there are, I mean, yeah, but that's what I'm saying as well. Like you are seeing some good stuff now. Of like, there are people in the city with money who want to keep the money in the, you know, want to invest yeah. back into yeah. the city. Um, and then the, you know, there there is an effort to kind of make that easier. But you know, again, there'd be. I mean, it's good that that's happening, but I can imagine it very easily or very quickly becoming quite cliquey and sort of... Oh, yeah. 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 It'll be... Oh, well. But we'll have the do, but, you know, yeah, yeah, basically yeah, everything's yeah. pre-arranged. That... Yeah, I mean, I'm one, I was waiting on um, what used to be the Leeds Club. Um, oh. Used to be a private members club mm-hmm. in Leeds. Not one of those private members clubs, but, you mm. know, the old boys club. And it became like a, a, a conference events venue. Mm-hmm. And our, we host... I was a waiter. Um... That was just before I finished at the airport, or just before the airport, just before the airport, unemployed for about three or four months. So my mate, um, my friend's partner worked there and he got a bit jobs waiting on, mm. which was great. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Apart from it was Christmas every night between November and February, mm. yeah, which was a bit grating. But we used to do like, you know, corporate events and stuff and we did one for the council. And it was just a load of ass kissing, basically. Mm. 
between people who already knew each other. Mm. There was no new people engaged. Mm-hmm. You could tell they all knew each other. And it was like, why Why are you even bothering? You're just spending money for yeah. the sake of it. Yeah. And it kind of dismayed me a little bit as to even try and approach mm. the council or or that kind of genre because you knew you were going to Yeah, you were already on the outside of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Yeah. And there was no there was no in 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 yeah. way. There was yeah. nothing at all. Unless you knew somewhat or could grease palms or whatever and and was not in a position to do that. Mm. Which is kind of soul destroying when you've got a bit of an idea or a bit of a dream and it's just you know, kind of well, you're not even get you're not even get get to ask the question. Yeah. And it well but it's one of those things as well. It's like, you know, like you saying you, your friend that checked over the business plan, like you need you need to know the people that he knows sort of thing. Yeah. That's the, the sort yeah. of thing of like, that's really good. What I should have done is pursued this with you and yeah. like who who can yeah. do this and well, I guess at that like time, what other people yeah. Yeah. rather than going to a bank who don't know me yeah. and who are just like no, we can make more money doing whatever dodgy shenanigans we're doing. Yeah, but you, I mean, you look at that stage. I mean, we're talking <coughs> quite a few years ago now. You look at that stage. There wasn't anywhere who could advise you in what to do mm. apart from the banks. Mm. There wasn't like a... Not that I was... Well, there wasn't even all the Instagram and YouTube stuff no. that was like, no, there wasn't. do this no. and do no. that and set no. this up. And, yeah. No. I mean, I, I, I worked in advertising years ago and it was it was in press, in paper. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, that was before the internet. Mm. <laughs> now I am a dinosaur. <laughs> Do you feel like there's there's always going to be work though? Like you, you know, you said dinosaur a couple of times. Do you feel like you will not have skills, or do you think no. that you've got enough skills there that you'll always have? No, I think I'll always yeah. have work. I yeah. hope I'll always have work. Yeah. Um, and I will, you know, I, w- I will adapt. But the ethic change. comes into that as well, though, doesn't it? It's like because you, you know, you will go somewhere and go. I will work. I, like I will do this work, and I, like I'll be here, and I'll be on time, and yeah. I'll be doing it. And yeah. you know, I, yeah, I think I think that, that that goes a long way, especially with me. Mm. It goes a long way. Like I can't stand like people who are late or just flaky because mm. there's no need. Mm. Well, unless the job's crap. Okay. Well, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. There is that. But you know, to be honest with you, even with a crap job, I've, I've never been flaky. I start. Yeah. I start off reasonably good, and then okay. I'm like, "Oh, you're the flake. I'm not employing you. You're the flaky one." Just like, oh, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I get to that, if I get to that stage where I'm feeling that way, I will leave. I'll yeah. find the job. Well, that's what yeah. I, I generally tend to yeah. do. Like, I'd rather just not be doing it. Do mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I'll I'll do it, but it's at that point where you know, like, when I know the role, I know what I'm doing. And I like I know I know how to do this. I've got a kind of scope of the place, and but I, I can't see like a meaning or a purpose, or it's like I'm not getting paid enough for what I'm doing, or this is going to de-skill. You know, like I'll quickly find a whole bunch of like reasons why this is no good. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh yeah, you you start looking for it then. Don't yeah. you? you know, it takes one thing to then make you go. Oh, you know yeah. what. Like I've got a current beef with my current employer, which I won't really go into, but it—it's it, it, a strike, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's made me kind of think. Well, it's a simple thing, mm-hmm. and you can't sort that out 
Yeah. So if if there's something more yeah, serious or yeah. further down the line, mm. as I grow with this company, mm. then that's a very simple thing that you're not able to sort out or not willing to sort out. Mm. Then it, it it sets it there at the back of your mind. And mm-hmm. it goes back to, like I was saying earlier, about that anxiety about work and mm. going to work and that kind of thing. That once that icks there, for mm-hmm. a better word... Um, it's there permanently because mm. you think, oh, if you're basing that simple decision on that, mm. then uh, all your decisions will be made on that yeah. principle, yeah. which unfortunately isn't gearing towards the employee. Yeah. 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 And and that's the thing, you know, and again, the thing of the employer being in your corner, because if you... You can be an, you can be naive going into companies of course and you can. being yeah. oh, like been many times yeah, yeah. and you're yeah. sort of like and buy into this oh well, we're all a family here and we're all this and we're all you <laughs> yeah. know like we've had someone come in and tell you that <laughs> <laughs> but also just the the sort of like you know oh you like they'll have been nice to you perhaps in situations even yeah. and then something happens and it's like oh right okay you know like doesn't matter you're not here. You know, yeah. you, you don't give a crap. It's about the bottom line and stuff. Yeah. And you only need that experience one or two times. If, <laughs> if, if, like, if it got to that To level have that where... caution in your head. Oh, like, God, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're like, well, why am I going the extra Yeah, mile? why why, why am, I, am I putting myself out yeah. for this? What, yeah. are, what would, you know, yeah. what are they going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably zero. Um, I mean, but that that's not necessarily the company you work for. A lot of it's the person you work for yeah. within that company, so yeah. your departmental manager or your you know director mm. or whoever. Um, I think that that's that's essential. That you have a decent person above you. Mm. If you don't, I will leave. On personal level, if I if I'm working for a, a knobhead, mm. I'll leave. Yeah, because I'm not going to do that. No, you don't need it. No, there are other jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, currently lots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's weird. I think. I think also as you get older, you you start to doubt yourself a little bit. Mm. I think I certainly have in the fact that I'm looking at jobs, not necessarily online. I'm not I'm not pursuing a job at the moment, mm. but I get yeah you know, on mailing lists for various job sites, and they send me. I'm like, oh, I could do that. And, you know, I've got everything they need, but it's like, can I be bothered? Yeah. <laughs> or. Is the grass greener? Yeah. Because the number of times I've actually moved from one job to another thinking, that's going to be amazing, and it was rubbish. Well, yeah, and then there's a whole bunch of things on there, and it's like, I don't do any of these things. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. job. But I'm doing loads of this, which is rubbish, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like what someone in HR or, you know, like yeah. one, of the, one of the departments is kind of like, we want a person to do all these things. Yeah. It's like, nobody here does those things. <laughs> Like, no, but I want them. So. Yeah. yeah, like a, having like a dream list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just, I despair a little bit with it because it's just it is hard work getting a job. Or it, mm. um, working is fine. It's not hard work. Mm. I don't think as long as you kind of enjoy it, mm. which I do. I have a laugh every day to the point where. Like we are our, our little department is nicknamed the IT crowd. If mm. you watch that, obviously, because mm. we just are our own. We are ignored by everyone, and we just get on with our own stuff. Mm. 
and we have fun doing it, mm. which I think makes my day and makes me actually want to do the job mm. and makes me also feel responsible and empathetic to my colleagues and, mm-hmm. you know, and want to help them and them mm. to help me and mm. things like that. Um, but that's lacking in a huge amount of workplaces, mm. especially in like, I mean, I work in the corporate sector, in the in the non-corporate sector, that's everywhere. Mm. I mean, a, a friend of mine went to work for a university and was essentially abandoned on their own with a department with no training, no nothing, and mm. got essentially like mugged mm. and didn't stay long and mm. really affected their mental health and things like that. So mm. that, that happens. Mm. Um, so... But uh, yeah, it's a strange one. I think rights of employees in the UK is terrible though. Mm. Like even after you're probation or you've been there however long, you, you still don't have legs to stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Not as bad as the US though. No, no, no. 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 Um, I mean, I've spent quite a bit of time over there in the last few years. I mean, I, I really like it over there. Mm. And I think I'd probably do okay mm-hmm. with the work ethic over there because I'm, I'm quite keen and that kind of thing but and plus English accent will go a long way maybe <laughs> maybe it, it won't hurt no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I uh, need some dental I'll, I'll get a job with dental <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah I, um, but you know that kind of you can be fired straight away mm. literally with no recourse mm. is a thing but it's it's less of a stigma if you are yeah yeah oh yeah I got fired okay well no, whatever yeah Whereas here they have to make a bit of an effort to fire you. Yeah, and then if you do get fired, you're yeah. screwed. <laughs> I mean, I've been fired three times mm. in all my jobs. And I kind of deserved it. Mm. I kind of did. But then I would say definitely two of the three times I was ready to leave anyway. Yeah, yeah. And they knew it and they yeah. just yeah. kind of yeah. made the shove. Yeah. Look, let's let's... Let's it just call toxic. this quits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it becomes toxic. You don't yeah. want to be here. Just go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's just, yeah. 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 Um, three times, yeah. Uh, one, two, yeah, three times. I think it is a balancing act, though, from an employer of, of like, you know, because you've got you've to gotta keep people who obviously don't want to be there. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, on lots of occasions... And you've got to make that call all the time. Like, I've never really thought about it this way before, but you've got to make that call all the time of, like, Is are they hating it too much? <laughs> like, do they... I know they hate it, and they've always hated it, but they turn up and they do stuff, and, okay, they're a bit bad with some of the customers, and they're mm. a bit crappy at their job, but, you know, they're doing it, and I don't have to hire anybody else at the moment, but are they, like, what's the point at which they get too bad? <laughs> I, you know what? I think with my current employer, that's not the case. Mm. I think they're quite rapid at... Getting rid of people, yeah. 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 And they, they will just go, no. Yeah. Um, which I don't think is a bad thing in a way. No, I don't. Because when you see people in workplaces that you just well, like... Well, they breed toxicity. How, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like... Just Fire them. Somebody yeah. fire this yeah. person. Yeah. Or just get rid just pay them off. Get rid yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. they are they are breeding toxicity into the mm. workplace. Mm. And they're dragging everyone else down with them. Mm. And I'm kind of it's a corporate world, yeah. Mm. Kind of with that. 
um, which sounds awful in a way, but it's beneficial no, but to it's, everyone it's, else. It's better move yeah. on. This yeah. is the thing. But I know it's like it's really hard if you've just like if I and you might have been in this place as well. But if you've just done a whole series of roles where it's just like you know, like one's finished or you've gotten it, and it's just like oh god, can't I can't I have some stability? So I can understand from that perspective of like, but you know. You need to do other things at that point. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or learn something new. Or, yeah. Or, or, yeah you, you, you need to take some time off and, like, yeah. you know, get right and, and yeah. go again. Yeah. yeah. Or just, you know, try something, you know, kind of slightly off the wall or slightly mm. out of your comfort zone. Mm. Um, and and that will make possibly make you thrive in a way because mm. you're learning again going back to learning or something new or and mm. yeah that 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 helps especially with me like if i'm, I'm like in the doldrums at work I, I say i will leave um if i'm not learning if i'm not um uh actually excited about it mm. we do sound like we're on a plane every time I know. <laughs> <laughs> i'd like another gnt please <laughs> but yeah um Oh god, it's going off like a. I'll I'll wrap it up soon anyway. No, it's all right. It's all right. I know I'm enjoying it. Um, it's just I just find it strange. It's weird because I'm of that. I'm I'm now of a generation Mm. that is not. I I don't think of myself as being like of an old generation, but I actually Mm. am. I'm Mm. nearly fifty. And you can't ignore fifty, can you? No, that's happening. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely happening. And you know, I look at people I've worked with and brought into the workplace, of which I would say 90% of the people I've worked with or brought into the workplace, I'm still friends with, mm. which is, I think, as a personal thing, is quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I had a, a girl who she started with working with me when she was 17. Mm. And um, she might hear this and she... I, she'll quite up admit she was a bit of a mess at the time mm. and she came through and I remember about 10 years later when she, was there, she turned around to me and was like you know what you you made a massive difference to mm. me I'm like well why she goes you had actually some faith in me some you know mm. some and that's and she's now yeah she always was a beautiful person but she you know she's mm. doing really well she's married she's got kids she's mm. yeah loving life um, and that's a really nice thing to hear. Mm. But I think having that kind of contact with those people is also a good thing. Mm. But going back to like people who um, who uh, drag the place down, mm. they need to go. Mm. Yeah. Because they're not better themselves either. No, no. Yeah, you're not doing... You're never doing yourself any good sticking in a job that, that sucks and that you hate, ultimately. No. But then... The, People don't realise they have a choice. No, and you get you get you get scared. People yeah. get scared. Because I'm, not, I'm getting not more even... anxious as I get older but about it's, finding it's, the job. It, it's but, yeah. changed, hasn't it? I mean, like before, I never worried about any of it, and then post two thousand and eight, and there just isn't the jobs. There just isn't the jobs at the scale that they they used to be, like. It, it's harder now. Like there are jobs around and stuff, but it yeah. is much harder to kind of like. I don't feel like I could just walk out of any job, and I don't feel like the next thing that I walk into will be as good or better. True. Like 
I think that there's a you know there's a risk every time you you move out of a job there's a risk you're going to be in a worse one next time now. There is. Uh, there's also the fact that you have to be able to support yourself between those two, yeah. which these days is nigh on impossible because mm. you're not enough in the, in the job you're in. Yeah. To be able to walk yeah. out and benefits is fuck all. Going back to the UBI you were talking about earlier, mm. um, with that essentially a small safety net, just mm. a small safety net, mm-hmm. that would make that's so much easier mm. which I think would be very beneficial yeah and like you know again going back to that point you don't want scared like a workforce who's just you know that if they're putting in any ex- any extra it's just because it's sort of out of fear or intimidation yeah. or whatever it's like they'll do better if they're happier mm. and if they feel more comfortable oh, yeah, and if they're less stressed yeah. because we know this yeah. because research yeah oh yeah yeah and yeah yeah just having that le- lesser anxiety because mm. i'm I'm really as i'm getting older i'm, I'm becoming more anxious i'm telling it to my bloody mother mm. um because i think it's just a thing you do because mm. you yeah you become more time conscious i guess you become more health conscious you become all yeah, that's already your senses up already. Dull. Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. get more pains yeah, yeah. You- like you've got more things to do and yeah. less like time to do it in and well yeah. yeah but also more time because you know the sort of the social life kind of falls away from what it had yeah. been oh yeah yeah and i think post-covid as well that's taken a huge hit for me like, yes yeah i would say to yeah i would say so i am um, socially yeah but i've all i've all i've also literally Reduce my own social life mm. um, quite largely. Yeah. Well, that's getting older as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Kind yeah. Of like, oh, enough of you. <laughs> <laughs> Again? What? No. <laughs> You're always like this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but then I guess there's not the influx of new people because people aren't willing to meet new people these yeah. days. And, it, and, and mm. England, especially, it's quite. It's quite oh, God, bad. we're terrible. Yeah. It takes at least five years to get to know anybody in England. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I probably agree with that. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although I mean, yeah, I've got, I've got, some, I've had some gems over the years. We're still friends, so. Mm. Um, but yeah, they are few and far between. Mm. Sad, really. Well, and, and but you need money to go out and socialise yeah. to meet people. Um, but again, there are these, you know, like I say, you know, these sort of working space walking spaces and stuff and there are a lot of events and groups and stuff now yeah but you have to get involved you do <laughs> yeah. but that's with anything isn't it yeah and we're off off topic of jobs <laughs> yeah so like i'll do a let's do a final sort of windy up question um i i mean i thought of this earlier but like if you what what would you kind of design for yourself as your perfect kind of role or something like I mean what what's your equivalent of kind of retiring to the ranch or you know like setting up of just like I've I've kind of I'm still working but I like this you know. retiring to the ranch but that, that kind <laughs> of would sum it up a little bit in a way like I don't know just being able to be 
for the company I work for now, we had a, we had a chap who worked for the company for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Sadly, he's quite ill at the moment, mm. um, and he's a lovely, beautiful guy, mm. but he's in his seventies, mm. and um, he was happy. Mm. He was bimbling about, doing his thing, left his own devices, which is what I'm doing now. I'm, I feel like am I the new this person? <laughs> you know, I had to question it a couple of times. Um, I'm not, but but just. I think my design is, is to be busy enough not to be bored, mm-hmm. but to be able to take the time to have for myself and my yeah. friends and my family and to be able to then maybe learn something new or develop something new in myself. Mm. Mm. At the moment, I'm in all... Honestly, I'm too busy with work to do mm. anything else. Mm-hmm. I come out and knackered. It's enough to really cook a meal and... Um, so I think that a little bit more balance would be better. Mm. But then I have to find something to do with my own time. Yeah. But if I wasn't Sanaka, I probably would be able to. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I do. But then, it, you know, finding stuff to do with your own time is kind of, well, is it then more socialising or do I have to, like... Do I have to do groups or do some volunteering or do some... Maybe. Or do I need to get into photography or, you know, what, like bird watching or whatever? I tried all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tried all that. No, no, no. I, I, no, I, I just think having... I think I'd, I've always been a traveller. I'd like to travel more mm. and have probably... If I got an extra 10 days off a year, which mm. isn't a huge ask in the grand scheme of things, mm. that would make a massive difference. But the thing is, if you'd like, there are plenty of places where you could have worked somewhere, and you'd have got that by now because you'd have built up the holiday. Like, yeah, but then I wouldn't have the skill set I have. No, unless you landed somewhere really lucky. Because some places are really good at just like we're going to skill you up in this and this and this. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> true, true, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you've got to remember, we got. <laughs> At the moment, I think I'm working to live rather than living to work, mm. which I think most people are. Mm. And that's kind of a harsh reality. Because mm. it's it's not that it's crept upon me. It's been there. You mean the other way around? I, I No, I'm working to live. You're working to live? Yeah. So I'm working more than I'm living. Yeah. Rather than living to go. So having time for myself mm. and then work is a thing that I do to mm. make money to be able to have time for myself. Mm. At the moment, I'm concentrating more on my working life than my mm. own life mm-hmm. which is when looking at it objectively is, de- is depressing <laughs> is that a covid hangover though no because i didn't like i said earlier i didn't really suffer from it i just worked all the way through from the office i did nothing different. i know but that's the thing what you did do different was you didn't have a social life because um, nobody could go out no, I still have well i mean you know like there, w- there would be people sort of from work and stuff and there's like stuff going on but to a large degree, you know, most I mean, pe- I most people were locked in. You know, most people yeah, were. Staying I don't there. generally socialise with people from work. Mm. I don't have them on any sort of social media, apart from the odd person who's mm. maybe lit a spark with me in a way, or we get mm. on famously well. Um, don't have on social media. Do not have them. Most of them don't know where I live. That mm. kind of stuff. Mm. 
because I try and keep that line between work and personal life. Mm. And I think with the change from COVID was the fact that everyone was doing online quizzes, all that kind of stuff, and that, mm. that became kind of a blur. Mm. And I didn't make that change. Mm. I'm still quite segregated. Like I've, I'm, I'm dressed in my work clothes today, mm. by or this evening. I generally would not wear this in the weekend or when I'm yeah, not yeah. wearing. I have like a uniform. Even though I don't have a uniform, I do have like a. Yeah, yeah. I like to have that line. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you were going to work in a garage, you'd put overalls on. Overalls yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You dress for the job. Yeah. Mm. I know, like I, I've heard of people who will put on a suit to work at home. Well, that's weird. But it is like <laughs> they, 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 you know, it's like well, I need to be in the mindset. Like they, I, they, they offered us like because we're quite a backward company in a way. They offered us we could work one day from home a week. Mm. That was after COVID, <laughs> not during COVID. <laughs> okay. Not there was a not that anyone died in the office or mm. yeah yeah. Um, uh, they started that and I don't because I don't like it mm. I like my home being my home yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I couldn't I have a space upstairs which I cobbled together like a monitor and whatever and I can actually do it if I want to mm. but no I mm. don't like it mm. I'm A you know terrible at concentrating at stuff when I'm not involved in it directly mm-hmm. I'll Oh look! Oh, we got cobweb. A plant mm. needs feeding. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I know my limits with regards to that, and and also, it. I worked from home for about two and a half years, years ago, mm. and it destroyed me. Mm. It turned me into an alcoholic, and basically a wreckhead mm. because I had nothing. Yeah. And I don't trust myself in a way to do that again. Yeah. It's like there's even you know fifteen years down the line. It's the um, remoteness and it's the uh, and the the no eyes on you sort of thing. It's like no one, you know. No, no. <laughs> I, I may as well. I, I, I like the silliness. I like the gossip. I like the you know the yeah mm. the 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 camaraderie. I mm. like and the fact that oh shit, well that guy's a douchebag. Mm. Let's all whinge about him. <laughs> I quite like that in a way. Mm. But if I'm sat in my spare room, even though I can stare out of a nice window, whatever, I'm like, no, mm. why would why would I? Mm. So you couldn't see yourself doing something that's because your job's kind of semi-independent. Very like it sounds yeah. like yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of stuff sort of on your own. But it also sounds like you wouldn't want to do a job where you're just working on your own. No, and maybe like you asked about maybe setting up on my own doing something. Mm. No, because I don't trust myself mm. in a way. Mm. So, potential business partner, then, really. <laughs> <laughs> you want you want to look for people who are setting up business. Yeah, I, I, like, yeah, I would I'll say- come in and I'll do that. I'll I'll run the thing for you, and you can be the money person. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to meet an accountant, don't I? Mm. <laughs> or someone that's already made money. And right, is there a website accountancy dating? <laughs> <laughs> be unstoppable. <laughs> They'd be really dull, though, wouldn't they? <laughs> oh well, the accountancy episode's my most popular. Ah, okay. Episode. Right. Um, yeah. God knows what this one's going to be. <laughs> Don't know. We'll see. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up there. I'm going to stop. Um, unless there's anything that you want to add, is there anything work related that you really want to? I feel this about work, and I must say it now. So. No, I, I, no, because I don't want to go down the, the thing of like, oh, I want to give advice to people. Because mm. I don't. Because everything's different. Just do your job. <laughs> do your damn job. And stop whinging about it. No, no, I think that. Um, I just think it. It's a bizarre world. Mm of which I enjoy immensely. Mm. And if it ain't right, then don't do it. Do something else. Thank you again to Chris for being my guest. Thanks, as always, to all my guests. And thanks to you, Leeds, for being my subject. Chris is another guest that said recording the interview was a bit like therapy, and he really enjoyed the experience. If you're in Leeds or from Leeds, if you are Leeds, then please come on the show. I'd really like to interview three people a week this year, and I can't do that if you don't come forward or put someone forward to be recorded for the project. I am here for the show, but I also need Leeds to be here for it too. Not all of Leeds, it's a big place. That's why there's room for this. But for this to take up the space that it needs to take up, we need to grow that space. If you help, it will grow faster and it will grow better. You can add yourself to the project. You can add your network to the project, your businesses, your causes. This is a resource. Use it. Get me guests. Recommend people to me and me to people. I'm going to be working on this too, but I need you to get the word out further and I want you to put some pressure on some loiners in your life to get them onto the show. It could do them good. Don't bother telling people to listen to the show. They won't. Just tell them that they should take part in the show. Sell the benefits. Tell them how it will put them in front of people that they don't know who might be able to connect them to people that they might need to know. Pitch it as media training, a low-key, low-profile interview that will help give them media practice, help them to build their media and public speaking and presenting confidence, and it lets them do all of that in an unrushed recording space where they can make mistakes in safety. Being a guest for the podcast is the best help for the project. I still need to find 894 lawyers to interview. Email workinghours at workinghourspod at western-studios.com. Okay, that's me. Work for peace and plan with kindness. Cheers, ears. Take care out there and be kind to each other, Leeds. Working Hours is produced, recorded, edited and published by Simon Treen for Western Studios Leeds Limited. The music was The Bees from Chopin's Etudes, which is in the public domain and was taken from museopen.org. Follow Western Studios Leeds on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash western underscore studios underscore leads and on LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Western hyphen studios. Western Studios Leads will help you realize your podcast for only £25 for an hour of podcast work. Need podcast production, recording, editing, or any podcast admin doing? Need it all doing? Do you want or need a podcast host or co-host for your podcast project? Then get in touch with Western Studios Leads Limited. Email makemypodcast at western-studios.com to get your podcast made. I am available to third sector organisations, small to medium sized businesses and individuals who want to make podcasts or create other digital audio content. Want to make some fundraising case studies? Want to show off your expertise in your field? Want some help creating your show and format or just some support learning to podcast and getting going 
Whatever your podcast needs, get in touch with Western Studios Leeds. Go to western-studios.com and use the contact page to drop me a message about either working hours or about your own podcast project.